As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. The new book of stories rooted in the tradition of the traveller community, is on bookshelves at the moment and getting quite a good reception. Uh, the writer is Owen de Vardoon. Owen, good morning to you. Good morning, Peter. Thanks very much for having me on. Delighted. The book is called Why the Moon Travels. Short stories, fictional or true stories? I think all stories, regardless of fiction or, or non-fiction, have a bit of truth to them. So I would say there, there's truth in them, but also there's the, the wildness of imagination. And they're all rooted in traveller tradition. Why did you Why did you decide to write a book like that? Well, kind of being a member of the of the traveller community, I think there's there's a there's a sheer lack of awareness of our actual culture and our beauty and our customs. And I think storytellings and especially folk tales, they're quite they're they unify us and they show us our common humanity. And also, they're very entertaining. They're they're fun. And I wanted to I wanted to write the book that I wanted to read when I was younger. Okay. And you, you, the, the title is fascinating. Why the Moon mm-hmm. Travels? Where did you get that from? Yes. Well, we, get, we have, um, we have our, within our own, I suppose, our own mythos of the world around us. There's, there's tales and everything. And it's also within the wider community, for most people will remember why the robin has a red chest or why the rain is king of all birds. Yet there's a huge gaps in some of the other tales. But one of our tales is actually why the moon itself travels. And it's a wonderful um, kind of, I suppose, um, telling around how the, the moon fell in love with a man who was a traveller. Traveller fell in love with the moon. They spent some time together. It was forbidden. And eventually they were separated. And from their her time spending with travellers and that man, she the, herself, the moon, now travels the sky, um, which is a reflection of our nomads and our connection, but also the fact that we're a part of the world and the world is a part of us. So I, 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 would, I would suggest, I, I, I've written it better than I'm describing it, right? Yeah. But, um, but I, I, I do think it's, um, it's, 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 quite, a, it's quite, quite a beautiful, connective tale. Yeah. Uh, many mm-hmm. of the stories, of course, from the traveling community, and like, you're right, they've been telling stories and writing, writing their music and speaking their own language for many years, and, and their crafts are well known. Some of it has slipped mm-hmm. away. Why do you think that is? 
Well, I, I, life moves on, you know, and I think that when we say some of the things that are known for, the most people think of our crafts, they think about tinsmiths. Um, and within our community, that's people are incredibly proud of that. But also, that's a small sliver of an insight. Because yeah. if you could just imagine, if three tinsmiths turned up to the same village, not that many people are going to be able to be fed. So there's a huge diversity of skill sets and techniques. And for instance, like my, some of my mother's people, they were lacers, which means that they used to fix um, fine bone china by literally knitting it together. And oh. as my friend, the other side of the family, yeah, and it's actually some of that's actually uh, on display in Tor House in the Country Life Museum in Mayo. Fascinating stuff. But again, it was just that people to see Travers and think the tinkery kind of like the, that style of metalwork, which people are incredibly gifted around. But if we live in the world that we live in, there's a huge diversity of skills and abilities, and you'd be able to turn your hand to a lot of things. Yeah. And also in the Goa Museum, there's the, there's a collection of really small spindles. And I, I dropped spindles. I was fascinated. Like, why are they so small? It's because um, travel women used to spin beside, uh, fi- um, beside the fire. And if you had a large spindle, it would drop and potentially bounce into the fire. So there is a lot of... There's not a history that people like just don't know about us because, we're again, we're not really in the curriculum. We're not really exchange yeah. ourselves in social spaces yeah. so there's a whole rediscovery of each other because our history is in fact Irish history and even when you think about our, our wider mythos is like you know like, like the Ulster cycle you know, like Colin and Maeve and all that stuff to travellers if you look at the stories they're nomads they're one of our people they're, they're all the, they were moving left right centre they're doing this going up and down they're travellers to us yeah. and I have that when you don't see it from our angle it just comes oh that's this mythos and whether from our point of view and a collective point of view, it's it's more like we're there. We just haven't always seen us. Yeah, uh, and and you have your own music and your own folklore and your own culture. Oh yeah, huge, huge, and language. I mean, since 2017, our language is Gammon Kent. Yeah. Um, it's we recognised and protected by UNESCO, showing tangible cultural rights. Um, you know, and it's a form of of, of Guadic Irish, which means that it predates Old Irish, but it's it has changed and evolved over the years. It has incorporated, like in the lexicon, some of the English, you know, some of Old Middle Irish. But we have some words, like our word for uh, priest is uh, cunha. And that actually translates as druid. And our word for knight is alami. And that's actually found in Om script. So there's a lot of, so we've, been, we've been protectors silently of parts of Irish identity and history that unfortunately has been overlooked because of social, as well as concepts around us. But in fact, they're going, we've maintained a way of life and connection that is very old and very sacred and very important to the overall reflection of Irish identity. Yeah, no. Yeah, the, the, the book is from stories you yourself heard in your own childhood. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, and which which is which is one way kind of delightful because I, I I only had to I only had to retell them, um, because we within our tradition, um, and also then they, they were um, they were illustrated by the wonderful artist who's a Cork woman, uh, Leanne McDonough. I'm also a member of the community. And what within our tradition, there's kind of, there's almost three rules. You know, one is that if you if you receive a story, you have to pass it on. Because you, the, the one of the worst things to do if a story died in your lips. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. The second would be, regardless of how fanatical it might be, you tell it as it's true. Um, because it's truth within, there is some truth within it, just like your yeah. original question. Uh, so, and the, the kind of the third, yeah, I mean, and then that's what the third one's around kind of always identifying where it's from because you're honoring the past because stories don't just come from old, they come from the being, the being shaded and made, I suppose, a little bit different by other people's opinions and thoughts and ideas on them. So, we're actually we're 
we're passing on a thread of a story rather than the story itself. I like, I like that idea. The idea of the story, I mean, it's a, it's a bit like a balladeer kind of feels yeah. obliged to pass on a song that he or she has been given, as they say. So when you were told these stories as a child, you're kind of, there's an expectation on you to pass them on. Does, doesn't that kind of make uh, you, you uh, the, a, a journalist almost by birth? Yeah, well, I, I think in one way or another, we don't realise we all tell stories. Like if you've ever sat down or across the kitchen table and said, do you know what happened last night? You are, in fact, a storyteller. You know, which was sometimes we just honour stories different ways. And sometimes we, we look at the social stories and we look at political stories. And sometimes like what I like to do is the folk tales because they come with the idea of how we understand qualities and, I suppose, attributes and understanding. But I think it's something that we all do. It's just within our community, it's, it's very much a part of our tradition to maintain it rather than it happen very casually. Okay, well, the, the the book has done extremely well so far. Picked up a number of awards and citations, so congratulations <laughs> on it. And it's in all good bookshops. Why the Moon Travels, written by Owen de Vardoon. Good to have you on the opinion line, Owen. And uh, that's listener says, that's the book I wanted to read or to write growing up. Best I've heard in a while. That's good on him. Sorry, lads, missed his name. His name was Owen de Vardoon. Quartz 96 FM.